Zeef, Gungan Detective. Captain Worm of Ithor. Zavix, Jedi Master, Philanthropist, Playboy. Narset Jin, Jedi Sorceress. And I'm GM Lurch, everybody else. And this is Star Wars, Showdown on Iceball Station. Good evening and welcome once again to Star Wars, Showdown at Iceball Station. I'm your GM, Lurch Lurchington. With me tonight are some of our players and their characters. We have Anne as Worm of Ithor. Hey. David as Zavik Silverstar. Hey all. Our host, Kyle, as Zeef. Hello there. And we should be joined shortly by the Bendu playing Narset Jin. We've already rolled Destiny and the Force is with me tonight. Let's begin, gentlemen. Uh-oh. <laughs> when last we left, Davik Silverstar and Narset Jin had just finished an impressive display of use of the Force in the casino level of the expat club when they were attacked by some of the security droids uh, who reacted negatively to Zavik pulling out his lightsaber and showing it off while within arm's reach of the president of the club. Um, has oh no, that was me. Yeah, that was you, man. You're like, <laughs> I'm a Jedi, Blom! and the droids were like, plasma sword within two feet of the boss. It was pretty. I I saw it coming a mile away, and then the despair just made it happen. Um, the dust has settled from that, uh, or it was pressed back into the ceiling by Narset when she <laughs> unaltered the terrain that she had previously altered. Um, the uh, wounded uh, Rathamith, the financier, is currently the center of attention of the other members of the expat club. And Kolvar, the president, takes this opportunity to lead you down a passageway to uh, what has to be the president's office. One wall is lined with hollow plaques uh, with various group photos. Um, and as you make your way past it, he uh, gestures casually to one of them. When you inspect it, you see that it's a 20-odd-year-old uh, holograph and off to the side of the group, uh, Kolvar and a much younger Lando Calrissian are standing with their arms around each other's shoulders. Uh, Calrissian is wearing the same uh, furry white uh, coat that Narset Jin uh, was given uh, for disembarking the Lady of Luck. Um, well, that, should, that should help her. Slides in behind his desk and uh, waits for Zavix to take a seat. All right, I'm here. He says. Well, you've certainly impressed, and I'm sure a vote would go in your favor after that demonstration out there. But of course, there are formalities. You are a bit of an unknown quantity to us. Um, ordinarily, we have a quite lengthy process of background and credit checks before we allow new members into the inner circle. But you've seen how strained our situation is, and you've already offered us much assistance in remedying things. But, of course, it would be foolish of me to divulge secrets to someone who's unknown, so you could tell me a little bit about yourself before we go back out and you're given access to our facilities. Uh, I would appreciate it. First off, I have to say I'm sorry for causing the commotion. I uh, figured a grand gesture would be a lot easier than me having to explain it and uh, having any doubt uh, in your minds. But uh, but yes, I'm uh, I'm ready to help you guys out here. I'm ready to uh, uh, get rid of the um, I guess the empire that that's the empire remnant that's still in the area, uh, so that we can you know help you guys get back to doing what you're doing and maybe coming to a business arrangement along the way. He says, very well. Obviously, you must be of Republican leanings given your affiliation with their new Order of Jedi. Uh, I would say that if you could resolve the situation with as little violence as possible, we do have clientele from remnant-controlled sectors. There are quite a number of affluential individuals who consider... The Galactic Empire to be a legitimate galactic government for many decades before the Republic resumed, and we would not like them to feel unwelcome. 
it's just these jackbooted thugs that are frankly bringing the place down. If you could convince them all to drink in the outer bar, our regular clients might be more comfortable, frankly. No, that was cute. Aww. Oh, David got a kiss. A sandwich and a smooch. Hey, um, she delivered sandwiches. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have time. Um, uh, yeah, generally, generally violence is bad for business, and I'm not. Uh, I consider myself more neutral than most. Um, but I will say that uh, I can tell what's going on here is not is not what should be going on, and I'm definitely ready to help solve this in a non-violent manner. He says, and of course, if we could still host the race, that would, you know, I would much enjoy that. Excellent. He goes, so tell me a little of your personal history. Um, I don't know much of the Jedi. I haven't existed uh, in my lifetime until recently. So you all live as monks? You, if I speak Plainly, sir, don't strike me as much of a monk. I think monk is the wrong way of looking for it. Um, as Jedi, we seek balance in the Force. Uh, yes, we live by the code that there is no emotion, that there is peace, that there is no ignorance, but there is knowledge. There is no passion, yet there is serenity. There is no chaos, there is harmony. There is no death, there is the Force. And that is the way I live by. It is the way. He nods along, he goes, well... I've had plenty of passion in my life, but if you could do away with the violence and the chaos, that'd be just fine. I think that would work for all of us. It says, excellent, sir. He pushes a data pad across the table for you. Um, it honestly just looks like an ordinary personnel form. He's, you know, looking for some of your particulars. Um, you know that if you know, when your information is entered, you know, you do have, you know, connections and history back on Pantora that you yourself aren't close to, but, you know, that your name does link you to, even though you've spent the majority of your adult life, you know, like, on a separate path from, you know, the rest of your family. But all of those connections will be laid bare. Um, but if you're not going to fill the document out. I will uh, I will fill the document out. Alright, then, you know, you can always deception check it or whatever if you want to. Ooh. Boom. Oh, I'm cranking it. Oh. Right, you've got yeah. deception checks. You can lie on this form. My name is Ronald And there is McDonald's. a mechanic to do that, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I, I actually don't want to lie on the thing, but I do want to... Pantora. Uh, can I can I do a check to see like if they're lying to me? I in fact have it on my character sheet. I'm pretty sure. Absolutely, yeah. You can yeah. make a perception check. Uh, let me pull up my character. This guy has been on the level with you through this conversation. I mean, I'm just gonna be feeling out. You know, uh, your character's here. Is Every time Zeph has to go undercover, his name is Mr. Fandango. Oh yeah. All right. Um, it's never where is worked. It at? It's a grim fellow. Uh, you make a sense. Let's do that. I have just basic sense. I have one a basic power sense. Okay, so uh, if you are at touch range with him, which you are, because you are passing a data pad back and forth across the table with him, then you can sense the emotional state of, which would include whether he's being deceitful or not. So you will roll your force die, and you will also roll your will or your discipline skill. It will be against the same difficulty. Or it'll just be against three purples, no red. He is not trained, you know, to shield himself against the Force. But he's got a lot going on in his mind. And you don't do this much, so... And haven't yet. It'll be a hard check against your discipline for the skill part. And then also the Force die to activate the sense power. How many Force die is that? Uh, three whites? Or two whites? Whatever your Force rating is, yeah, so... Whites, if you have a force rating of two now. Yeah. Okay, and three purples. Successful threat. And three light side pips. Okay, so the light side pip allows you to. One light side pip allows you to activate the power. You can turn the other light side pips into successes or advantages if you want, so you can cancel out that threat. 
and with the two base successes, you can tell that this man's emotions are... He's impressed, he is pleased, he is not feeling deceitful. There's no like he's not like... He's not being cunning in this moment, no. He is being like... He's, he's happy, man. Like, he was happy yesterday when he had another gambling partner. Now he is, like, supremely happy because... It looked like the club was going to end under his tenure as president, and now instead they have, like, a Jedi champion? <laughs> like, are you kidding They got a ringer. And not only does Rathamuth yeah, get a recruitment he bonus, he gets a sexy blaster scar, well too. for him right now. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm down. That, 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 that sounds great. I definitely uh, go ahead and press my thumb against the data pad and sign up my information. And, All right. Uh, well... So some of that stuff will start coming out then in the politics in the future. Uh, the data pad fills its forms out as it communicates with the holonet and you find fields that you uh, had bypassed as not being required are suddenly populating themselves with fairly personal pieces of your uh, history, um, both personal and familial um, and also financial. Uh, takes it and tucks it into his jacket without looking at it and he says I'm sure this will all approve uh, that will approve of whatever it is on here as I said there are still formalities that need to be observed but we're a quite close group at this point everyone who needs to vote on whether you're part of the inner circle is right out there in the other room Zavix is so impressed that he falls out of the world. <laughs> Alright, I'm back. I'm sorry. It's not right. easy to surprise a Jedi Master. Right. Did it. Had you caught all that before? Uh... I did. I caught everything. I literally cocked out for just a second. Okay. Awesome. He's happy. He folds his, laces his hands and pulls them across his chest and sits back comfortably. He says... We've got a suite for you upstairs. I understand the Kara was down in the motor pool. Getting that walking contraption of hers ready to go out on an expedition. Also, um, seems like you're a busy man, but, you know, once you set things to right here, I'm sure everyone's going to want to get out and do all their favorite activities in Fishtown now that we don't have to worry about Remnant taking the place over. Bendu is with us now. Um, if you don't have a resp I mean, you can respond, Zavix, and then we can put a cap on that scene. That we can. Uh, is he asking me if I just want to just want to go hang out with him or something? He's, ba yeah, he's basically he's basically saying, you know, that's done now. Um, if you want to stay here and keep rubbing elbows, I'll be happy to. He uh, indicates. He says, I can tell you about the long history of our club. Uh, if you want. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it's a very long and boring history. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a very long and, and arduous journey. Uh, you said, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Contera, who is the um, archaeologist. Did, he said uh, that is he that, was is, down is, in the uh, motor pool. Me, right? Our set is probably still out there because she wasn't here to partake in the conversation. So she... Oh, we're in a separate uh, room. Yes, we you, can transition You and the president walked off into a little you, office to have this conversation. But okay. if you want to talk to him about Kantera, and we can transition from that conversation to Bendu and she back yeah. out in the bar. So that'll like be that. a good narrative group. So he goes... Talking to the archaeologist, apologizing for fucking yeah, and feeling. That's we're what we're about to go to cut right to. back to that from their conversation because they're going to start talking about the archaeologist. So he says, uh, Kintera, you know, only joined us for one hand of Hintaro, but she spent all morning poring over her tomes and data pads. And she was down in the motor pool, putting that hideous leg contraption of hers back to rights. Seems you made an impression on her. He says, were you interested in finding out more about our island? Uh, so yes, I would like to uh, uh, I would like to rejoin my cohort uh, and and talk with her. Um, I would love to talk with the uh, the archaeologist as well, but uh, for now I have other matters to take care of. Does very well. He, uh, you know, 
to uh, another welcoming gesture and allows you to exit. Uh, Bendu, uh, Narset, uh, after your show of the Force uh, before the members of the Expat Club, you tore apart the ceiling of a quarter of the casino, smashed some droids, and then put it all back together again after you were done. Um, uh, Fucking time. Most of them... Most of them headed over to um, speak to Rathameth, who is uh, laying on the floor, uh, being treated for one of his for the blaster wound. Um, but you went over, apologized for doing damage to the ceiling. Terra, the uh, human archaeologist, who was sitting at the bar with a Her enormous Contera, C-O-N-T-E-R-R-A, if I'm not looking at the thing where it's written down. No, I'm just, I'm just writing right. it down real quick, just to remember her name. She, uh... She try and charm her. And, um, smiles, uh, at, uh, <laughs> your apology, Jer, and says... Just... She says, I'm just drinking water now. Um, I've got a lot of work to do, still. Uh, she says... It's all right about the ceiling. Uh, they're not original. The entire place was renovated a hundred years ago. Nice. Okay. I have to say, I was a bit suspicious about you and your companion uh, when you arrived. She leans close and puts a hand up so that she can speak into your and she says, Just because your lightsaber is behind your back beneath your coat doesn't mean no one is going to see it. Think about that in the future, dear. Um, and then sits back up uh, and rests her hands on top of her data slates again and says, So tell me about yourself and your companion. We haven't had Jedi in the club in... She glances down at one of the data pads and says, More than a century. Are you considering membership as well? Well, <clears throat> truth be told, I can't speak for my compadre. To be honest, I was more so called here because the planet really seems to be crying. I kept getting these premonitions of, you know, different parts of the island, different parts of the volcano, and I unfortunately was not allowed to travel by myself without a master. So I kind of just, like, found the easiest master to come with me on this venture. I'm super easy. She wrinkles. But essentially, but essentially, like no, there's something about this planet that 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 called me here. Like I was, I was plagued by these dreams. My sisters and and kind of mother figures always told me to like keep in consideration what visions are. So I'm kind of following what they're telling me, which brought us here. But given the fact that you're an archaeologist. I figured you might know something a little bit more original about this planet versus something that's just club-related. As you swing around to the question, she doesn't have an immediate answer for you, and then you notice that she's actually been entering all of the information you've been you've given to her uh, so far into yet another data pad that she produced from one of the pockets of her coat looks up and says, Oh, um, yes, I have studied the planet uh, extensively. Um, well, as extensively as I can. There are all sorts of interesting things to see. Uh, she gestures towards the stack uh, about all off the top of the bar <coughs> of data slates next can to I her. Make... And she says, I was just going through some of my notes, in fact. Oh, cool. Okay. I thought perhaps I could put you and your companion with an expedition of sorts. Can I make a quick perception check to see if she's wearing any sort of imperial colors or like, yeah. Yeah, can definitely. You wanna you wanna look at like, right, right, right. see what her affiliation yeah. is. Like who does she work for? Sort of a sense. Look at the lady in detail. Yes, you can. You can come do a. You do. I mean, you're close enough that you're sitting like elbow to elbow at the bar, right? True. You have to do is make sure your fingers touch when you you know get a drink for her. Or just play a Jedi footsie. And then... Uh, then I would like to order a coffee. <laughs> and Yeah, two mugs a, of cap. And, and a, tea, um, a tea or coffee, since it's, it's she's not drinking, and I'm not drinking. And I'm curious to know what she knows of the island. 
But yeah, I do want to do just like a quick so, force sense check to see if there's any sort of imperial feeling off of her, especially since she just absolutely everything we just said. Or yeah, said. so Narset hiding anything. Orders yeah. two mugs of calf from the droid behind the bar, uh, who swiftly produces them, uh, and then makes sure to touch fingers with Kintera as she passes uh, the drink over to the archaeologist. Um, Go ahead and roll. All right. But my force so. rating is three. So does that mean I have three force die for that? Hey, you get three whites, exactly. And you can turn pips into successes if the skill check part doesn't pan out. Our powers combined. Start set checks out. Era. Um, so it's two failures, two light side pips, and two dark side pips. So Wait, you got mean? that. Without a success, with no perception check at all, she's wearing a tan jacket and field pants and has like, looks like she's in sort of working clothes and less elegant. She's got a utility belt on and is wearing a crossbody bag and a number of different like personal items and adornments that are worked in a number of ways. But because your perception check wasn't successful, you can't make out like what the symbology on say the necklace she's wearing what those symbols mean and if they're good or bad because you did not succeed at the perception check. You do have force pips, so you could still activate the sense power and still sense her emotions using your force pips, but you could also use them to create successes and turn your failed perception check into a successful one. And in fact, you have enough first points to do both of those things, but you would have to flip a destiny point and take strain to do it, use the dark side points, because you would have to make three successes to succeed at the perception check and use a force point to activate sense. And you have enough destiny do points have to do that tests. because we were before you. My, my strain is 14 and I did I did gain a lot of light side points in our previous episodes, so I think I will I think I will take the one strain and, and take flip the one dark sides. So do you want to succeed at the sense check? Okay, so you take two strain, oh, flip two a destiny strain. point. So to turn your non-successful perception check into a successful perception check, and you can feel her emotions, she is feeling, um, like, intellectually enthusiastic about learning a new thing and about the um, prospect of sharing uh, her own research and knowledge with new individuals. She is also feeling um, a bit of attraction. Uh, I don't know if it's yes. to you or to... She's she's hot for a Jedi, but you can't tell her. Oh. Solid. Yeah, no, totally worth the two strain points. Perfect. I know how role players work. At least one of the people around the table will be thirsty. Always. That's how... That's how an RPG logic baths out, you know? Other than the GM, who is always thirsty, otherwise he wouldn't be making up these damn stories in the first place. And building these NPCs, yeah. Zeph only uh, has yeah, sex with yeah. droids. That's fine. This is a Star <laughs> Wars, if anything to. does get... Listen, this is a Star Wars. If anything does get too hot and heavy, the camera cuts away. Right. <laughs> you know? As the torture droid comes into the room, oh, the camera no. cuts away. As the married like... I don't know, Revenge of Star Wars kiss. That's yeah, it. Yeah, no, Zeef only has sex with droids, but he can't get off unless Borg Gullet is watching. That's that's pretty much his kiss. Oh, wow. Man, that is a very specific kiss. Yeah, he hasn't gotten any in a we long can time. Make, we can make <laughs> it happen, baby. Like, pretty intense. Fucking clawing, burning Anakin was like pretty uh, fucking. That was. That's well. That's the most graphic thing that happens in a Star Wars. But also, they're turning yeah. the hero into Darth Vader in that moment, and like, that's the Rogue death one. of Anakin Skywalker. They had they had stormtroopers doing flips in the air from fucking RPG. sure. Absolutely. I would just no like to blood. point out that the most explicitly implied sex scene in all of Star Wars to date is in the Clone Wars and takes place between Zero the fucking Hut and the jazz singer from the club. 
That is the most explicitly noodles. Yeah, size well, very much. That is I don't think it is it actually size noodles? I thought it was just another member of the species. Either way, that is the most explicitly implied well, sex scene in I all of Star Wars. It's between two like completely non-humanoid aliens. Which is the so end of that arch. She flipped on him for Java, so I always assumed it was her. And you know she what? went and worked for Java. You for know what? That makes total sense. It's also one of my favorite arcs yeah. of the Clone Wars because it's the most noir. So weird. It's the one that shows you that fucking a bounty hunter with the same amount of XP going against a Jedi with that amount of XP can hold their own because Cad Bane, I mean, he doesn't lose he against two Jedi Masters who are both trying their hardest to just stop him from getting away. To be fair, Damn. Quinlan Vos was so, pretty stoned in that fight. Such a, such a good fight. Quinlan Vos is always stoned. Is the dude of the Jedi It was Wars. not though, Dark Horse. Uh, he is in the Clone Wars. He is in the Clone Wars. Between Narset and the Archaeologist. the story a little bit. Um, you can, so you can like come, you can come back out and join them. Yeah, yeah, so we're, we're in that conversation. You touch her hand, you get a read. You have succeeded the perception check. I already told you what the feels are. He is feeling... And then I tell her that I'm feeling about her. A little bit of attraction and... Uh, a lot of a lot of just enthusiasm and excitement in general because like her thing which is getting to share all this knowledge that she has acquired across her life with interested parties that's that's the thing that she likes you know and uh you've come over and asked her questions and given her information and that's the in um you tell her you have a good feeling about her um uh, with the successful perception check, you can see that most of the jewelry she's wearing is just from Old Republic cultures. A lot of them that were, like, eliminated. So she's... these She's wearing a lot of stuff that belongs in a museum, or perhaps still in the resting place of the culture oh, that it used to belong to. No, yeah, um... But, uh... She's no. a treasure hunter, man what a spacey archaeologist is she goes and she loots tombs and puts stuff in museums so that people from other cultures than that can enjoy some other cultures you know as artifacts instead dr afra yeah man Indiana Jones. exactly yeah uh but uh as you are having this uh conversation um you see uh she smiles when you say you have a good feeling um, but uh, she also looks past your shoulder um, and then says, uh, I believe your padre, you said, uh, has returned. I guess they, I guess they don't uh, have. She smirks and says, That's a new piece of information. It certainly doesn't fit in with the, I suppose you would say, lingo of the old Jedi Order. The Jedi oh, she, uh, raises not your That's Jedi Order. Let's say comrade. Yeah, let's Entering into her uh, data pad with uh, and waves uh, to get Zavix's attention as he comes back in, speaking with Kolvar. Um, so, Zavix, you come back in, you see Narset making inroads with uh, the same archaeologist that uh, Kolvar and you had just been talking about, uh, which would be Kuntera. They are sitting with mugs of calf and a giant pile of data pads over at the bar. Narset, uh, my business here is uh, completed. I think that we are able to move on. Have you uh, been able to make contact with the archaeologist? She my shoulder gives over. you a very prim look and says, Yes, she has made contact with me. Her name is Kintera, and she's sitting right in front of you. Uh, she holds out a hand uh, for you to shake. Says, I hope you're still Zavik Silverstar, as you were I yesterday. I was just having a very interesting conversation with your compadre. It was. I say comrade. Um, <laughs> they're not going to. Comrade. They're going to say like, where the hell would Narset like, gonna hear keep, that word? He's going to keep calling not, you guys compadre. It's no. not even like a knight sister. Word. I could totally hear Ventress calling someone compadre, oh, which makes me think it's a Dathomir slang. <laughs> but they're not Spanish well, she's, at all. Well, they don't have <laughs> no, to I be. Know. And she's just. Teasing you anyway because she knows that you're just speaking weird because you're you know I'm nervous yeah yeah like hello there isn't in English it's in basic so it wouldn't be Spanish it would be whatever you call it 
Whatever space Spanish is. Space French is uh, Twi'lek. Yeah. We know that now. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, this is the accents. Yeah. In the Clone Wars cartoon, whenever Twi'leks on Ryloth are talking basic, they do it with French, uh, accent. French accents. Hera doesn't have one, except when she gets real, real mad at Cham in one episode, and then she starts talking with a French accent instead of an mm -hmm. English American accent English. She starts talking French accented English. Like clearly she's real mad and then Kanan walks in and she goes back yeah, I mean, to using flat affect. And Gungans are Jamaican. Yeah. And and the oh, uh, 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 are all Korean Japanese. Um, uh, the um, interesting factoid about that, the official language of Ryloth of the of the uh, Twi'leks is Hatties because they were colonized by the Huts first. Same with Rhodia. They don't Rhodian sure. isn't their language, it's Hatties is what they speak there because they've always been imperialized by the Huts. So Rodian is a completely different language than what they speak on Tatooine. Rodian is a language, but it's not the official language of Rodia. It's Hutties. Don't use it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The um it's a dead language the, essentially. Like, the planet page the planet the pages for a lot of the planets in the game make sure to give those breakdowns, even though the game is like, just hand wave it anyway. But most of the worlds out there on the rim, everybody talks hut because the huts got there first with right. their galactic starships so that's why no, people speak french in mozambique you know like <laughs> so uh, um the 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 archaeologist is in front of us yeah. um she, she obviously knows slightly, a lot she has a ton of information i would like to use charm well then uh, you're going to have to be more charming out. than you just it's gonna be a difficult role i was gonna say oh, yeah, <laughs> as if she wasn't there so why don't you I, make I, a charm check like... first and then decide what you say before okay. you put your foot in your mouth Otherwise, she's gonna be like, "No, you, you just completely ignored me a second ago. You don't yeah, get to pivot into being charming." But uh, maybe you do. You need the force power influence to add the force to your social checks. It's the verbal equivalent of the Jedi mind trick. Hey, right. but you're successful. All right, how do you? Uh... She's like, "Yes, she's right here." Your compadre has made contact with her. Um, we were just having an interesting conversation about your new Jedi Order. Hmm. Um... I'm glad to hear that you're still Zavik Silverstar. Well, I'd be glad to tell you more about our Order, um, if uh, that would interest you. Maybe perhaps over a, a, um, a tour of the, uh, the volcano, or, or not the tour, but the... Uh, uh... It wasn't excavation. It Ex says expedition. Expedition. Uh, expedition. Expedition. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Perhaps during this expedition, does I'm already making arrangements towards that end. She says, "I should be ready to depart tomorrow." I was hoping that you and your padre was it. Uh, and she nudges you uh, with an elbow. It was uh, this time, uh, Narset, and says, uh, yes, "Might be able to accompany me when I." first suspected your, um, your identities. Uh, it's gotten quite dangerous to travel the island. Uh, aside from the remnant downstairs and some of the more odious employees of the Hot Cartel, uh, there are all manner of dangerous beasts, and I haven't been able to go out because it's too dangerous to go out on my own. Hey guys, I hate to do this. Sabretooth Ice uh, Age, man. You know, yes, Holy I'm totally down to go on that expedition. Hopefully, I'm charming, um, but I have to. Go. And you've got to go. I understand, man. No worries, dude. Yeah. Understand? That's why I was trapped. This. I'm sorry, I dropped out. Safe travels, David. Yeah, Others, have a safe trip on your road trip, man. Take a little five-minute break, anyway. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I uh, reduced my strain threshold because uh, I did my see obligation that, yes. I saw came it. up last time. If you want to uh, work that in. I saw that, and I was going to. Yep, when we came back to you. Because Zeef is already passed out again after setting his alarm. Um, and Warham is, as usual, doing work. all of the work <laughs> around the place. <laughs> Other than that, if there was like a monetary compensation situation that had been discussed, I'm pretty sure at this point Warham owns the business. Um, in the balance of like the actual value of the detective agency versus 
pay in arrears. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think not being homeless counts for a lot. <laughs> that does. It definitely does. I'm getting room Certainly. and board out of the deal. Getting so. pretty. Certainly. Getting pretty comfy in board, my agency, are you? The board only stretches so far. There's like not a, a room. There is no room, first of all. That's true. I mean, hey, it's what I have to offer. If he doesn't like the it deal, is. I'm sure he can no, be very I, successful it's a cold, on the it's a, sidewalk it's a cold out there. Night on, out on ice ball. Yeah, I don't it want is to a very else. cold night out on yeah. ice ball. Even just down, he chooses the couch over staying down in the garage because even with two fusion lamps and. Uh, Stomper. It's still <laughs> way too cold to stay down there uh, overnight, kind of thing. And you've got a heated building. And this coming uh, from a man who's used to space. The camera Pookie is used to space, and space is cold, unlike Tatooine, which is covered in sand, which is gritty. Um, Alright, so the camera pushes in on Zeef's place. Uh, we see Zeef is slumped in the chair across from the couch with the Ithorian shaped divot in it, lightly snoring uh, the your spare communicator that you retrieved from the desk in your office um, cupped loosely in your hand, uh, quietly blinking, not yet signaling uh, anything from the warehouse down on the docks. Warham is downstairs uh, not in the garage for the moment. He doesn't have the eyes for the speeder. Uh, already muddied again after he just painted it this morning. Um, Worm's got a lot on his mind. Uh, specifically, earlier today, he understands. He's mindful of your independent spirit, but... He's got business he's going to have to do with Spider at some point, and the fact that he's usually standing next to or behind Zeef when Zeef is telling Spider to stick it up his spinneret is probably not going to work in his favor when it comes time to finally, you know, buy some fuel and get clear of this place, or even getting his ship released from its landing lock needs Spider's approval. And, uh, well... Zeef gave him a hearty criff off earlier, then came back and passed out again. Um, and Warm is downstairs in the workshop with his thoughts. And Ithorians have long tempers, but it's been weeks now on Ice Ball. This seems to be a step backwards from his point of view. So the strain is on him, Warm, as the uh, camera rests there on you down in the workshop. Stomper waddles in, giving a soft donk of inquiry as to the fact that you're holed up in here instead of working in the other one. Um, so yeah, Worm uh, kind of glances over at Stomper and uh, just uh, just kind of sighs and uh, you know, resumes you know his work he's not really working on anything i don't think but he's just needs something to kind of occupy uh his hands uh just so he doesn't kind of dwell on you know what all's going through his head right now which is that you know he's been here longer than he wanted to be in the first place and uh you know every day is another day that maybe the vong have uh gotten uh you know, found some lead to the location of, uh, you know, the Athorian herd ships that have been uh, on the run from uh, the destruction of their planet. And, uh, yeah, he just, he knows that he needs to get back, and it just, you know, he, he knows he's, he's, his whole people is, are living on borrowed time, essentially. So that's all kind of weighing him down right now. Stomper donks up next to you, and his little manipulator arm reaches out through the slot in the front of his chassis and rests on your knee as you work there. Uh, and he just sits there next to you for a few minutes as you work. Then he retracts his manipulator again, 
and gonks back out into the other room so that he can plug back into the speeder. Because that's where he knows he's supposed to. He's doing his job. Upstairs, Zeef, the communicator in your hand emits a staccato of beeps as signals from the program you left in the terminal back at the warehouse indicate that the entrances are opening and closing a half dozen signals over a span of half an hour and then nothing else for a couple of minutes okay and i'm awake at this point does this wake me up the beeping awakes you up okay cool so you awake to your communicator beeping away in your okay hand. i take a second kind of shake myself off disoriented and everything still hung over but i think i'm probably not hung over anymore at this point right no, can, you can this be the end of it? Okay, thank point. God. <laughs> yes, you are back to your full. Now we're talking. Right? All right. Sorry, the 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 drinking in the game will be fun. The penalties for the drinking in the game will be severe. That is your recovery. Your recovered alcoholic game master. Hey, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I'll take my penance. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, I did that on purpose, man. Message no, no, received. Know, but, <laughs> but his he's recovered his strain now, I yes. assume, from napping uh, or whatever. Yes, he has okay. recovered. I'm going to say that Worm did not just because he's been working the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and he's yes, also, he's also have, preoccupied he's mentally. He's recovered so. strain because this nap, this power nap, counts as the restful sleep that you didn't get last night. Perfect. Um, yeah. Then you're on your feet. Okay. The communicator finishes beeping uh, as you realize that you're in full command of all of your faculties. All right. And uh, just starting the afternoon, let's say, is all the other action happening. Well, you guys came back after a while. You were down at the docks for a minute. So it would be, let's say, early afternoon. Okay. You're finally ready to start your day. Yeah. All right. Um... um... So I'm going to walk down the hallway towards uh, the garage where Warren okay, is right you now. Head down. Okay, and I'm just kind of hold up the blinking communicator, kind of gesture it to him like, Hey, Warren, you ready to finish this thing? Um, I just kind of nod. I'm, again, still, uh, yeah, just kind of down, I guess, about the whole thing. That, you know, we could have had a meeting with Spider earlier, but... Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't take the opportunity to uh, make some inroads for the contacts that I needed, but I'm stuck with Zeef so far, and uh, so, I'm gonna see this thing through. All right. So you just cool. nod. All right. He's he's not enthused, but he's like, yeah, let's finish it. All right. Zeef notices Zeef notices that your demeanor is less than enthusiastic, but doesn't say anything at this time, and uh, right. starts heading towards the speeder, patting uh, Stomper on the head. As they check it over. All right. Uh, the speeder is fine. Uh, all the repairs from earlier, you know, put it back to rights. Um, you have a vague recollection that it was really banged up at some point last night, but it seems fine now. Um, in fact, you did. You got your memory of last night back. Last oh, session. no. <laughs> yeah. You were just. Yeah. You know, you know what all went down. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the speeder is floating there. Um, and uh, the drive back to the city, you know, is a familiar one. Um, the docks are, you know, now that the cartel has rolled out, the docks appear to be busy uh, with working uh, folk uh, moving in and out of the warehouses and uh, down to the docks themselves where uh, repulsor skips are heading out to do fishing. Um, on the bay uh, and keep the city fed. Um, go ahead and give me, Zeef, a hard streetwise check to see if everything is looking as it should. Alright. So, uh, you take um, two strain from the uh, last winces of your hangover um, and the bright light Oof, um, yep. from the, the bay the... out here on the docks. Um, but you see that there uh, are 
couple of horns skulking about near another warehouse down the docks a ways. And there generally aren't too many corn here in the city. But they're not, uh, they haven't approached this warehouse. Um, there. They appear to be observing it from down the dock. Uh, like a drivable distance away. You know, they're a good four or five large warehouses down gotcha. from uh, the one that you've been investigating. But they stand out as, uh, you know, it's not usual to see. They don't have a lot of corns working. They're out uh, of place. In the operation here. Exactly. Yep. And you notice them with your streetwise skill as you and Warham disembark the speeder in front of the warehouse that you've already investigated. Okay. Should I uh, do a perception check to see if the building that we're about to enter is in fact empty? Is that your way of me knowing that before I go inside? Can I Sure, you can make a perception check okay. with your perception skill. Right, so you do not... You get. You look around, but you can't see. There's too many places for people to hide okay. in there um, when you get in. Uh, as you move over the door, you also see that whoever left last has locked the main door on the front of the warehouse, and a quick trip around the side shows that the side door is also locked. There's going to be a setback die to the check that you have to bypass that security if you wish to enter from the threat on your what about vault. the uh, what about the broken window that I pushed the guy out of is that still broken it is it's on the second floor around back right okay uh, if you go around back you see that uh, it is still there mm. uh, the a few remnants that were torn from your uh, adverse environment coat are still fluttering on the broken pane of transparent plastic. Hmm. I feel like someone would have taken that and analyzed it if they were gunning for me. So hopefully, I'm still kind of under the radar. My investigation hasn't rough, hasn't become noticed by the people running the show. I mean, well, Spider was here with you earlier. Well, so. no, I know. I'm not talking about Spider. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Mean, I know you. The weak ways. Like, you're worried about the Carcaro. Right? Someone, someone would have picked up that coat piece and been like, "Find this guy," you know. But no one's done oh, that. Yeah. So that's well, ever, that's, that's good were news. There to earlier, me. we're all Spider's people. You right. Know? Yeah, the corns okay. uh, maybe haven't been in yet, you know. No one, uh, other than the flurry of entering and exiting earlier, there were no more indications on your comm during the travel over here, so. Gotcha. Uh, if that was the Hutt's people, then presumably no one else has been in yet. But there are hard locks on the doors otherwise, or you guys can climb up through the window. There will still be a setback from that threat to the athletics check that will have to be made to get up to the window um, by the pairs. And it will be a hard athletics check with one setback from the cold and one setback from um, the fact that there's no nothing there to climb. Like you have to just uh, go up a flat wall. Hey Warren, me thinking maybe uh, we should park the speeder around back, climb up on that, use it as a platform, make this entry a little easier through this broken window. Sounds good. And, Warm, uh, uh, you can make the, a piloting uh, check around. to bring the speeder right up to the level of the window if you'd like to. Uh, sure. What's the uh, It's not the standard, you know, elevation for the speeder, so it's going to be an a just an average easy. Okay. Just an average, average piloting check to go, you know, and keep it stable uh, at that altitude, not at traveling speed when it's you know, landed, it wants to find a lower altitude generally. Uh, there are no skyways here. Uh, there's going to be a setback from the cold that you can't remove. Um, and because of, you don't have the gear for it, I don't think, right? You might uh, be able to remove it with other things, but I know that you're wearing something other than, so the yeah. cold, I don't always mention the cold setback to Zeef because I know he can remove it. Right. right. I know yeah. that. You are so there's. It's I know it's there. <laughs> I know it's there. Um, I'm just not doing but it. But other than that, there. That's it. It's just the one setback. Okay. And average. Average. Yeah. Not successful. I guess I like bump up against the wall or something, or maybe I'm. I don't know. Well. You're gonna Laredo so it. Be, so I'm unsuccessful in getting. 
but advantageous. Advantageously. So, so I you pull do, around. I'm not, I'm not able to like make it any easier to climb in with how I parked it, but uh, I've got an idea. Yep. Sure. Shoot. Uh, so you go. Yeah, I'll bring you around. I'll bring us around. Zeke stays out on the hood of the speeder because of course he does. You bring the speeder around the building at an altitude of a good 15 feet. So five meters in the air as opposed to the usual two, you know, meter, meter and a half that it travels uh, above the ground. Um, and at this altitude, the vehicle does not want to stop and set. There are no parking beacons nearby for it to, uh, you know, be carried by a repulsor field of it's generally going to continue moving forward. However, quite advantageously, Zeef is able to attempt the jump anyway. Good. Or either through the window at quite a difficult, or up onto the roof from this height. So you can try to jump in through the window as you go past, or and there's off onto the roof. There's no way of knowing easier. if there's any advantage. Much easier to just access. jump down onto the roof. He'll get boosts for that because you're all the way up there above. You know, he's okay. too high, and he jumps okay. down I'll onto take the, the roof. It's not I'll take very the roof. hard. I'm gonna try and or jump to the roof. Or he can try to jump through the window. You know what I mean? And still get some boosts because you've got a lot of advantages. But it would be significantly harder to jump through a window out of a moving car. Right. Okay. Off of a moving car. That seems maximum Gungan. So Misa gonna try and jump through the window while the speeder be moving, flying past the building. Okay, so you can okay. get two blue dice from all of those advantages from one. All right. So that'll give you two blues. The difficulty is going to be four purple. Lovely. Can I use a, de uh, a destiny? To... You can totally use a okay. destiny point to turn one of your non-yellow green dice into a yellow to jump through a broken window off Maximum of <laughs> a speeding repulsor car. Absolutely. The Gunganist Gungan. No success for threat. Smack <laughs> cartoon style straight into the wall. Boom! <laughs> You take three wounds from those four threats, <laughs> and then you peel off and <laughs> land on your back in the packed snow underneath the window, right next to the impression of the aqualash that you tossed out <laughs> last night. It's like poetry. It uh, rhymes. Warham takes another lap around the building and pulls up next to you at ordinary height so that he can lean out and look down at you with his stock eye. Ah, uh, you enjoyed that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Warm, you find your strain threshold has <laughs> resumed its normal level <laughs> as uh, <laughs> the main uh, My pain the main hinge point for your obligation and stressor towards it alleviates itself and you remember <laughs> i don't hate zeke he's just a fool <laughs> <laughs> but i don't actually hate him <laughs> um, <coughs> who wants to try to make a skullduggery check to pick the lock of the pick the lock uh <laughs> you're I wonder how I can hurt myself with this. Stomper. Right. Make Stomper do it. Maybe we could unload Stomper out of the speeder. Did we take him with us? I thought we left him at the place. It was not, it it was not, not explicitly stated, but I it thought was it was, not yeah. established, so, so he can be in the... Bend the Destiny, or...? Gonk, gonk. No. no, it, was, it wasn't established so that we could use out. it as a gray yeah. area. Okay, yeah, alright, exactly. fair enough. Guess we'll you unload him. Change something or add something that might not be there at all. Yeah, but Stubber might always be there unless you said he wasn't. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think your Skullduggery is better if we're trying to break in. Uh, I think I only have two Cunning. I don't think I have any points in it. 
so. Um, yeah. Uh, well, the setback die is gone now because it already was used um, <laughs> from that check. Um, setback die. And just I turned in all of those. I turned all those threats into. You might have some. For you. Do you have any like so, bypass security or anything like that? I do have bypass might. security. Yes. He does. So, um, that removes, uh, blacks, uh, setback dice. It's only three purples. Um, without setback dice, it's not a very advanced lock. It's just a lock on, on the door. Okay, and, uh, I'll be, like, providing a lookout. So Absolutely. Okay. Um, I just realized that my character that. sheet is not up to date, the one that I have printed out, so can you confirm that my skullduggery is three, just three Gs? It is just three okay. green. It's, it's nothing special. Correct. All right. Three green with a boost from warm. Okay. So three greens and a boost against three purples. Um, so first of all, I sit up and get out of the snow and walk over to the lock, kind of shake myself off, and then you go around I to begin the side door. Trying to pick the lock. Success. Yes. You pull out your little electronic lock kit tool. Work on the door controls for a minute. It makes a little whirring, beeping noise like the electronic lock kit from the Alien vs. Predator game from the late uh, 90s, where you played as um, Frosty. Uh, and then um, the door pops open, uh, revealing the darkened interior of the warehouse. As you move in, I want both of you to make perception checks against three purple and a setback from the darkness and another setback from how everything is all screwed about. So uh -oh. you take a strain as you walk into a crate, ah! looking around, looking everywhere except right in front of you where you're walking. What about Warham? Warm, do you want to turn on the lights using the switch by the door before you make the perception check? Mm, no, because I think that okay. we're trying to like do this on the down low, and Fair enough. Yeah, they wouldn't want to potentially alert anybody else. So yeah, I think it makes more sense to yeah that he would keep it off until they figure out if there's anybody else in here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to do success, but two threats. You bump into Zeef's back and then stumble into some other crates and take two strain. But you also notice a... But there is a bit of light in here, actually. There's a soft blue glow coming from the rear of the warehouse. It is illuminating the bottom of, like, the upper area where there's second floor offices there. You can see a blue glow against the ceiling back there. And this blue glow wasn't there when we snuck into the warehouse the other night? No, it's sort of above where that hatch under the water might have... Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I would like to move in that direction and investigate further. Are you going to try to be sneaky about it, or are you just going to gung in your way over? I'm not going to... I mean, I'm not going to, like, stomp like you know, an are elephant. Are you going to stealth but... check it, or are you... Yes, yes, I will. I will. That's I will. I know. I will do stealth check it. Do you want to walk over, or do you want to make a stealth Because I am still okay. not sure if there's anyone in the building, so... Absolutely. Yeah. You sneak... Sneakily and stealthily maneuver your way to the back of the warehouse as you round the last row of crates to the rear area where you found the hatch. You peek around and you see that the hatch is open and there is a quartet of quarrens here at the back of the warehouse. Two of them are coming up through the hatch. One is crouched on the ground next to it and the fourth is already standing. Uh, he is holding a large spear-like device with the butt rested against the bottom of the warehouse. And the guys uh, that are moving through the hatch appear to be maneuvering a crate. Interesting. They don't notice you because you are stealthy. Hmm. But these look like bad guy NCs. Not social NCs. We don't have the resources or the manpower for a fight right now. 
We're mostly here to cool. investigate, so I'm gonna stay put and observe them for a little while. So should I roll, right. a, roll a perception to see if I can understand what their You're gonna roll the perception are. check to, to represent the length of time uh, that you, yes, watch them over and then I'll give you the narration for that. The difficulty is going to be two purples because they're like right there. So it's just, right. in fact, there's only one purple. There's a bunch of setbacks. You know, Would bypass security remove one of those setbacks? Um, and there's a third setback because I want there to be. So okay. it'll be um, <laughs> it'll be uh, a purple and two setbacks okay. for the difficulty uh, for your perception, which is uh, yellow and two greens. It's not very hard anyway. I got big flappy ears, so I should hear them good. So uh, a failure with two advantage, you watch them work for a while and they don't notice you, but they're being pretty clandestine and it looks like they were just about wrapped up as they finish bringing whatever it was that they were here for down through the hatch. The guy who's crouched on the door slips down it. The other guy who was standing goes to the edge of the boxes that they were hiding behind and looks out into the wider warehouse, but since you've already moved to the back, down the wall, you're not even in the direction he's looking. He's looking towards the front door and you guys came in through the side. Um, confident that no one has seen them, uh, he closes the hatch behind him as he exits. To be continued.